Hey there, everyone. This is Dan Fagella here with Tech Emergence, where we interview entrepreneurs, investors, and researchers in the domain of emerging technology. We've talked a good deal about both augmented and virtual reality from the perspective of both CEOs of companies in those fields, as well as researchers in those domains. Today, I'm lucky enough to have the CEO of Altitude on the line with me right now, Daniel Ostrauer, who writes for, for or writes for Wired, he writes for Fastco, and a number of other publications on these topics. And today we're going to talk about his concept of integral reality and really the future of how virtual and augmented will blend into our worlds. Daniel, how are you today, brother? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well. Glad to have you on. You know, I, I had found you, or I had stumbled upon you first, in your piece in Wired, um, that had to do with your concept of integral reality and kind of fighting for what our digital future will look like. I wanted you to cover sort of what you mean by integral reality just so we can kind of frame the conversation around. I'll let you put in your words first. Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> integral reality is, <clears throat> excuse me, is a vision for uh, how the designed worlds, in the designed digital world and the designed physical world can come together over time so that people can get the the best of both of those worlds in uh, in our in our experiences, both work and personal experiences. Got it. As opposed to sort of um, maybe lacking the technical luster or being lost in the the technical luster and not having the nitty gritty of, as you mentioned in your article, real experiences, real interactions, touching, feeling, that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. So it comes from the idea that I believe that human beings at our core. We're, we're basically analog creatures, right? And we get um, a huge emotional um, uh, uh, reward from the experiences that we have in our physical world. Whether yeah. that's connecting with other human beings directly, um, uh, uh, engaging, you know, it, uh, seeing and, and being part of nature, um, driving a car, whatever it is. We're, we're, we're analog creatures. And it's interesting because we know now of course, that the smart connected world, the digital world, offers us huge benefits, right? We've seen this happen as the internet has become part of our daily life. Huge productivity benefits, huge uh, convenience benefits, uh, huge entertainment benefits. But there's this this kind of conundrum which, which has sort of been bothering me, which is that as I look around and I see the way people get those benefits, they primarily get it from staring at glowing rectangles. And it, yeah. You know, and and they're getting these benefits, and they're and they're wonderful. Digital does stuff for us that we we can't otherwise do, but at the same time, it's taking us out of this incredibly rich emotional analog context that that I think we're connected to. So that, so the question then becomes, you know, can these two separate worlds come together so that we get the best of both? Right? Yeah, and, that, and that's what I see in total reality. Got it. Okay, and, and obviously as a innovation design firm, you work on projects in this domain, you think about this world, you were involved in a number of startups sort of before uh, the, your role today. Um, in, in terms of where you think um, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, or kind of the glowing rectangles, as you had mentioned before, sort of might um, pull us from what is human. You know, the examples that I'm thinking of are like, all right, you know, I, I spend a bunch of time replying to emails, not quite the same as talking on the phone. You know, maybe I... I research my um, my travel trips just via you know scoping out websites and not meeting with you know some kind of travel expert you know going down with a with a family and really like sitting down with them or anything along those lines. Um, in terms of where 
current technology, and, I, and I'd like to kind of lean into emerging tech if we could, the wearable stuff, the virtual yeah. augmented, um, in terms of where that might have a chance of sort of pulling us from what is human, from, from those benefits that you're speaking to, where do you see that pull maybe being most insidious in, in, in our current technological age and sort of the trajectory we're on now? Right. I mean, I, you know, I look at things like um, uh, Oculus Rift and it's, it's, it's products like that that I think, again, I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to rip on anybody. They have oh, a yeah. huge, huge promise, Oof, but, big time. But, but they're also kind of scary as well because that separation uh, between uh, us and our, our real world and us and other uh, actual human beings, um, now, now that, that separation has really become physical where a curtain has dropped uh, uh, between, between those yep. worlds. Um, and, you know, it makes me think about things like, you know, I, I'm sure many of your readers have read um, uh, uh, books like Snow Crash. Or, yeah, how did I know you were going to bring that one up? Yeah, exactly, or Necromancer, or whatever these are. And these are, you know, these are these are future visions painted of these kind of dystopian worlds where people are just jacked in all the time. Yeah. And again, on one hand, having experiences that you wouldn't have otherwise. But on the other hand, so much is lost. And, and, and the question is, you know, does it really have to be that way? And so I see emerging technologies that could take us down that path. And then I see other emerging technologies that could take us more towards what I think is a much more interesting um, integral reality. And, and those are uh, I, technologies I think, you know, I think, for instance, augmented reality as opposed to virtual reality is something very different. Mm. It yeah, could really yeah. could really take us down a more interesting path, um, and as well as um, you know, I see, for instance, technologies that are emerging where the primary digital um, interface is no longer a screen but becomes a projector, a projector, mm. and can project things into the physical world that we can then interact with digitally. Um, so, um, projection and and three D sensing combined together can really give us some really interesting opportunities. So. I see some of those emerging technologies uh, there that are very interesting, and you know, I do. I, I think I think it makes sense to point out that this is not necessarily uh, an either or. You know, in my article, I did kind of talk about the war for our digital. Yeah, creation. yeah, yeah. But but there's a place for virtual reality, and then there's a place for integral reality. Um, uh, but I, I do think there's this potential trap um, in virtual reality that 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 as designers and innovators, I think. You know, we should consciously avoid. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm a uh, I'm a proponent of sort of a grasping and understanding of sort of the the direction and the trajectory of where we're taking ourselves. And I think yeah. it, it probably is pretty easy to put your head down and just work on whatever the next person pays you for or whatever the next opportunity is. And there's nothing to say that's inherently wrong. It's not a malicious act. But yeah. but I, I do think that in general, um, if, if we are to create a better future, it's probably worthwhile to contemplate what it might look like, what steps it might take to get us there, and how, may, how we might be working towards that as opposed to something else. So somebody might argue that if we had you know, really kind of mapped that out and had more thinkers on that path 60 years ago about the environment, we might be in a better spot today. You know, It's sort of a reasonable to, to suppose that that would be the case. Why would it be any different with you know, getting sucked into our screens, which which I think is you know to some degree somewhat inevitable. I I think you had mentioned you know virtual reality. It's not it's not necessarily either or. Um, I agree. I think that there is going to be a good deal of of you know 
technological innovation in the coming decades that, that most folks are just not going to be ready for and that some people are going to be really eager for. But yeah, I do believe that there's that trap too. In terms of technologies, Daniel, that that you like, maybe transitions, you mentioned, aug you mentioned augmented reality or projectors, that you think might be able to enhance those uh, connected and sort of very human benefits that you think might be liberating in that very integral and enriching sense of what really is fulfillment for humanity. Um, what are some cool examples of that that other startups or innovators or folks interested in tech might want to check out? Right. So, I mean, there's a number of, there are a number of things going on in different fields. And there's, there's some that all of your readers and listeners are going to be familiar with, yep. you know, as you just think about, for instance, wearable technologies um, uh, uh, designed to enhance our fitness experience. And you might think, well, wait a second, is that really integral reality? Isn't it obvious that it would be done that way? But you can imagine it would be done in a different way where you're staring into a screen and running in place. And instead, what these wearable technologies have done have brought digital onto our bodies in a seamless, invisible way that allow us to go about uh, our normal exercise experience, which is great. You can do it wherever you want, out of doors, with whomever you want, and added this layer of digital functionality of tracking and performance monitoring to it. So those are some, some obvious examples. Um, you know, there's some other interesting things that are going on. I mean, um, uh, you know, some things that we've worked on here. Um, so for instance, you know, we're, we're very interested in, in, in how people socialize, um, and in particular, um, you know, through some other work that we've done, we've come across this, this, this issue, and when it comes to, to people enjoying a cocktail, um, it's a really interesting thing that people seem to get a humongous amount of enjoyment out of. Um, it really brings people together mm. as groups and as, as couples. Um, it allows people to have a sense of adventure and discovery. Um, and you see this happening in bars and restaurants, and it doesn't happen in homes. And so we look to see if we could uh, create a way to do that. Um, and you know, we, we found a way to essentially digitize your home bar but it, do it in a way that's really invisible. So it's not like there's some like digital robot sitting at your bar that's separating you from the experience of creating a cocktail or uh, enjoying your cocktail with a friend, but making the digital technology sort of in, invisible and fitting right into the bottles that you have today, but now using it to allow you to discover new drinks and to make new drinks that are flawless, right? Uh, and do that with your friends and offer your friends that experience. So that's an example. Um, I see some really interesting things happening in the world of making. Um, yeah, uh, what do you see there? Craft, sorry? Yeah, what do you see there? I'm interested in your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, so so there's obviously some things that are going on um, that, that, you know, kind of look like appliances, like 3D printers and stuff like that. But there's some... There's some technologies emerging that I think are going to be even more interesting. Um, you know, look at a company, uh, a startup out of Boston, actually at MIT, called Tactia. Um, and, you know, what they're doing is they're bringing digital intelligence to the hand tool marketplace huh. uh, and, and essentially turning a router into a CNC machine uh, by bringing digital intelligence. And so it's still something that you hold in your hands and you are the craftsperson, you are interacting with the wood, um, you are in your shop, um, and you're having this visceral, amazing experience that draws so many of us into that environment. But now you're bringing this digital technology that allows you to do it with a level of accuracy, speed, and precision that was never possible before. So I see that as just this really powerful melding of these two worlds. 
and, you know, something like that's going to turn an entire industry upside down on its head. Yeah, and anytime you can drop names of companies and cool innovations, feel free to, Dan, because I, I know the folks who are tuned in are going to be, you know, I know I'm certainly interested in Googling cool projects that are really exemplifying of the kind of examples that we're talking about. Uh, and uh, it sounds to me, you know, what's resonating in my head, and you can let me know if this is sort of where, where you folks are thinking um, at the consultancy there, but the, the uh, you know, I've heard, and it seems to be the case anecdotally from the folks that I hang out with, that there's sort of this shift in sort of the, the Gen Y, Gen X-ish uh, uh, world where where really people are interested in paying for experiences more so than things. And there's a degree of a trend there. And, and I think the whole makership thing is a little bit of coming back to that. Uh, I, I think, you know, the one-speed bikes is a little bit more than just kind of hipster fashion. I think maybe to some degree it's a little bit of getting back to that. And, and I think... Uh, this this trend that you're speaking to, integral reality of being able to um, have augmented virtual reality, other emerging tech sort of blend into our social experiences, the fun that we can have, the kind of adventure that uh, maybe a normal video game controller would actually take us away from in some kind of core, very deep human level. Is, is this sort of like a, a factor of success for companies moving forward that you guys are interested in, in terms of like how is your true experience? Is this something, in other words, that the startups who are tuned in might want to be thinking about for themselves? I, I think that's critical, um, and, and that's something that you know we're preaching to our clients all the time. You know, I think that being successful, um, uh, especially in today's world where you have the physical and the digital melding together, um, it's more important than ever to be focused on uh, your customer and your user as a human being, what they care about, what they value, and what the experience you're going to bring to them is. Um, I think that's always been important, right? Um, I think what you're pointing to are societal trends that you might say these certain generations, they value it even more. Um, but I think it's always been important, and I think it's always been a potential differentiator between customers and a source of value creation. Um, and then I think if you look at what's happening today and you say, well, yesterday, if I was a product company, you know, the, 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 the palette of paints that I had to deal with were plastic, you know, metal, um, maybe electromechanical, how these things go together. Yep. And that's what I had to worry about. But now today... You have to worry about what the app is going to be like, what the website is going to be like, yeah. what the analytics you've got. And so your palette, your canvas has just expanded immeasurably. Your problem of design has just gotten... <laughs> hey, Danny, there? I am. Okay, great. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make sure I slice that out of the audio. That's not a big deal. But you, you, had, you had mentioned um, that, that, yeah, your, your canvas just expanded immeasurably. Yes. Okay, and and in terms of that, you know, it's it's sort of dawning on me as we sort of come to the the end of the interview here. It's dawning on me that this seems to almost be a bit of a pendulum swing to some degree, where initially software was sort of the functions of the software. Could it could it you know count up your your numbers for accounting? Could it you know do such and such? Could it you know do the features work? Does it do its job? Um, but now you know that there's still these old legacy softwares where there is a factor of the clunkiness, and people use words like that, and that's kind of a tactile word, isn't it? Clunky, yeah. and and, it, and it's and it's it's almost like we're we're yearning for some degree of that attachment to that 
that physical engagement that that you know as, as you had articulated there's something human about that and maybe software and programs and products are swinging back in that direction after initially it was all about can the you know can the 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 ones and zeros combine themselves to do a feature yay or nay okay that's you know this is the winner it can do the job now it's it's like hey you know software is everywhere what's going to kind of work in my life now as kind of a last question dan just because this is what you folks you know think about probably day and night with your various clients from all over the world um if a company wants to think about their experience, digital, maybe it's VR, AR, et cetera, but we're talking about integral reality and really user experience in, in tech and in product. Um, how should they think about kind of optimizing, for lack of a better term, um, what that fulfilling, helpful, fun, cool, engaging user experience is? Because I know that that's something you focus on so much. So, I mean, the key, uh, the key always is to uh, is is to start with the human being that you're serving, and and so there, there's an analogy that's used often in our industry, um, uh, a, a statement that says nobody buys drill bits, they buy holes. Yeah, right. Nobody buys drill bits, they buy holes. So you have to step back first, even if you're a startup and you're a startup founded around a technology. And look, I've been in those, right? And then your mission becomes how do I get this technology out into the world? You have to step back. And you have to say, what's the whole, right? What's the job that I'm going to do for people? What do they really care about? And you have to understand that really deeply and then come back to your technology and say, you know, how do I apply it? You know, another way to think about the analogy is that, you know, as a startup, as an entrepreneur, um, you're a musician, right? And what you're bringing to the world is your music, right? The product and the technology is just the instrument. It doesn't matter what instrument ah. you play it on, right? But you're going to bring the world your music and make sure you know what that is. Got it. Okay, I like that analogy. It's a nice lens to think through. Um, do, do, in terms of working with customers and clients, does this all often involve sort of maybe seeing how they are, quote-unquote, making music with your current product, service, etc., and thinking about what, what kind of better tunes could we be playing here? Where Where is this off-tune? You know, thinking about kind of the harmony of that experience. Yes, absolutely. That's where we start, and that would, you know, would be my advice to entrepreneurs as well. Get out of the building. Get out into the lives of the people that you're trying to serve. Big time. Um, see what they're using today. Um, talk to them. Observe. Do tons of observation. Watch. See what's going on. You know, go to the edges for inspiration. Find extreme users, right, um, and see what see what they're doing. And you really, uh, uh, entrepreneurs especially, spend too little time, I believe, doing that at the beginning of the process. Um, and that's really, really an important step. And that's always our counsel, you know, to our clients is that's where to begin. Nice. And and luckily, there's there's a little bit of a wave of that sort of coming into the fore with the lean startup and et cetera. But, exactly. but uh, I, don't, I don't think it can be hammered home enough, especially in, in the early phases where you've got to figure out what that music is. So hopefully that's a useful lens for any of the entrepreneurs or soon-to-be entrepreneurs tuned in now. Dan, I appreciate you taking the time to be able to, to be with us here today. If people want to learn more about what you guys are doing at Altitude, I know you talked about sort of the cool home bar ex experience and, and you're working on a number of interesting projects. Where could they go to learn more about you guys? Um, uh, altitudeinc.com. Easy enough. Very good. Dan, thank you so much for being able to take the time here on Tech Emergence. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, Dan. It was a pleasure.
Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're an entrepreneur or a future thinker uh, with an interest in businesses, transitions, or technologies that have the potential to alter human potential, then make sure you check out techemergence.com. It's our main blog site where you can see all of our other interviews with uh, top startup leaders, uh, entrepreneurship experts, and folks in the domain of technology, cutting-edge emerging technology. Uh, if you have a particular interest in how technology can affect the future of human consciousness and our conscious experience, and be sure to also check out sentientpotential.com. There we explore a lot of the ethical considerations and really serious moral matters of emerging technologies, in addition to interviews with great philosophers and technology experts of our day. Uh, more than anything else, always feel free to reach out if you can find us via email. Um, you can reach out to us there or whatever other way. Find us on the blog. Be sure to drop comments. We believe that the serious uh, conversation about the future is not only open-minded, but also interdisciplinary and multifaceted. So we'd like nothing more than to be able to glean your ideas as well. Um, so with that being said, with the best of intentions for a brilliant future, this is Dan Fagella signing off. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>